Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Can we say thank you again to, well, Mele, who sang a wonderful, wonderful song, and, and the rest. It's so cute when kids uh, show us the, that joy of Christmas. And as you get older, sometimes Christmas can become almost a hassle because you have to shop, you have to make sure the food is prepped, breakfast is ready, and, and we can actually let Christmas slip us by. And sometimes the frustration of Christmas takes over the joy of Christmas. It's like driving. If, if you've not come into a, a, a situation where uh, a near accident almost happened, uh, then, and, and if you have, you understand the frustration that can take place. But I thought of a way to, to add joy into those situations. Let's just say you come across someone and maybe they take your parking stall or maybe, you know, they don't let you go or something and, and they eye you out. You know when somebody, like, they just eye you out, uh, they stare at you? Uh, do this because this does, it, it just diminishes any form of negativity. When they're staring at you, just roll down your window and shaka and act like you know them. Just try that. You don't have to roll down your window all the way, just a little bit enough so you can stick your hand on and go, Hey, how's it? Try that. Because they think you know them. And their countenance changes. Because then they're thinking, Oh, maybe that's my boss. Oh, maybe that's some, so-and-so. Or maybe that's someone from church. So their countenance changes. But make sure when you shaka, the two, these two fingers come out, okay? It's the two ends. The two ends, okay? Make sure. And Christmas should be that time of year where it's joyful. It should be the greatest time of the year because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I remember when we were growing up, we only had one good blanket. All the other blankets had holes in them. And nobody wanted those blankets. We wanted the good blanket. And so when there was Christmas Eve and we had to, you know, go to sleep and our aunties and uncles and moms and dads said, you need to go to sleep because you got to get up early. We all wanted to stay up to see if there was a Santa Claus. And so we would, we would have the good blanket, but we couldn't see because we're all under this one blanket. And, you know, you're trying to fight over the blanket. Hey, I'm cold. My leg is sticking out. And, and so you're fighting over this blanket. And so someone makes a tiny little hole in it. And so we're all trying to peek through this one little hole. And, and like five cousins under there fighting. And after a while, the hole just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're trying to peek. And I remember it was probably about maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. And then we see feet. And we're like, oh, that's, shh, shh, that's, that's Santa Claus. And then someone is looking and said, that's not, that's Uncle Bobo. That's not Uncle, that's Uncle Bobo. That's Santa Claus. That's not Santa Claus. That's Uncle Bobo. How you know? Look, you tattoo. <laughs> Santa Claus number tattoo. And we would try and step as late as possible so that we could take a peek at if we're going to get a gift of some kind. But Christmas is that joyful time. And if you watch kids, they still have that joy. And I hope as adults we don't lose that joy because it's a spirit that God gives to us during this season. Now, although Christmas comes and goes, we don't celebrate the day. We celebrate the person. And that's why it's more of a relationship than it is of celebrating the holiday and the season. For some, this is the greatest time of year. We look forward to this day because it's, it's just, it just adds that joy to us. And then I know for some, it can be a tough season right now. 
Maybe it's the first Christmas that you're spending without a loved one. Maybe they've passed on this year and, and it's a difficult time. Or, or maybe it's a lonely time for some. Or maybe you struggle with depression or anxiety and you're, you're thinking, I don't know if I can enjoy this time. But we're going to look at the lives of Mary and Joseph and how they could enjoy Christmas together. Because we have to remember, before Christ was born, there was no Christmas. Got that? There was no Christmas to celebrate. Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ. But Mary and Joseph, we're going to find out how they could enjoy the Christ together. And so, if you have your bulletins, we're actually um, finalizing our series, Simple Acts, Extraordinary Results. And God did a simple act of sending His one and only Son. But, along with that, we reap the extraordinary results of that. And when Christ came, it changed the history of mankind. In your notes, as you follow along, in the book of Matthew, it's recorded that when Christ came, what actually took place. And it's in Matthew 1.23, and it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, let's say it together, ready, go, God with us. And we cannot forget that. Because it's great to spend Christmas together. It's great to be together as a church. Uh, Great to be together with your family. But when the Spirit of the living God is present, it makes Christmas that much more enjoyable. We cannot forget the Spirit of the living God. Now in the book of Luke, we're going to read, I'll read it to us. And in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 we see that the heart of God was all about wanting to spend eternity with us. That's the heart of God. That's why He sent Jesus Christ. Because God did not want to spend the rest of eternity without you and I. God loves us that much. In Luke 1.26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, Well, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. So God gives Mary like proof that this is going to happen. He says, you know your relative, Elizabeth, who was not supposed to have any children? She's pregnant. What was never supposed to happen because she was barren, she is now going to have a child. Mary, I'm letting you know that's proof that God will do what He says with you. For nothing will be impossible with God. 
And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So let's fast forward the tape a little bit in, a, in the progress of what's, what's been happening in Luke 2, verses 1 through 19. And this is at the time of the Roman Emperor Augustus, and he decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. So this was no easy task, because everyone had to go back to their own hometown so that they could register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Well, she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared. Almost sounds like a movie, but this took place. And the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Well, they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. So God sent Christ not just for a particular people, but for all people. Good people, evil people, all nations. No one's excluded from the Son of God, from the Savior. I will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize Him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Now, that's, that's like a, um, a very pinpointed, accurate description of where the Christ would be. It's, not, it's almost like uh, someone saying, okay, uh, you're going to find the Savior. They're not going to be at Hilo Hospital. They're not going to be in a hospital. Go down to Panaeva in the, in the equestrian, the, 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 the areas where they have all the horses, and go look in there and where the horses eat, you know, the trough, you're going to find a baby wrapped in a nice blanket. Imagine if an angel said that to you. First of all, it seems uh, impossible that that would happen. But that was to really be crystal clear that this was the Savior. And I'm wondering if Mary and Joseph was thinking, you got to be kidding me. This is the Son of God and we're, we're giving birth here? We should be in a palace. He should have like gold around him. He should have the greatest uh, crib. But he's born in a manger. And it's interesting that Mary and Joseph still followed through with what the Lord with what God was asking them to do. See, we come across times where God says something and we think, oh, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I obey you? It just doesn't sound right. Why would I follow you? It's just not my style. And we, we think in that way and we miss the Christ. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the, har- the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had her- uh, returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Well, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and 
There was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. They were able to, under these circumstances, enjoy the Christ. Although that was their firstborn son, and it's a, it's a time to rejoice and enjoy their baby, at the same time, they were able to enjoy the Savior. They were able to spend that time with the Savior, the Son of God. In other words, they made the best out of their present circumstances. Now in your notes, if you're taking some notes, this is some things that we can learn in enjoying Christmas together. And the first thing is to make the best out of our present circumstances or our present conditions. Just make the best of them. Because Christmas can bring a whole bunch of emotions. If you have a family, enjoy Christmas together. If you're a single parent, enjoy that time together. Don't need to bad talk the other person. Don't need to say, you know, if your father was here, you know, if your mom was here, you know, if, if this happened, if this condition. Don't need to do that. Enjoy the time together. If it's just you and your spouse, enjoy that time. Although it may be bittersweet because maybe your children are not able to be with you. <clears throat> maybe they're in college. Maybe they're off island somewhere. Enjoy that time together. Some of you are in college, away from your family, and you're here. Enjoy this time that you have. Just enjoy the time. Enjoy the Christ. And some of you are, are visiting and, and you're not with your family. Enjoy the time that you have here. Some of you are, are going through a separation or a divorce. And, and boy, it's a tough time because the family is separated. Do the best that you can under present conditions. The best that you can. Because if not, then Christmas will come and go and we'll miss the Savior. We'll miss the good things that God wants to do. Some of us, we're, we're spending, we've spent Christmas alone for a while. And it wasn't the best time to look forward to, but today we get to spend Christmas together. And you're not alone. It's God's reminder that He is here with us. Emmanuel. Make the best under the present conditions. Ephesians 3.16, it says that I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. You see, God has all the resources. He has all the fullness of joy to empower us in our inner being. That He's able to strengthen us through all the difficult times. And He may not change your circumstances, but He can surely strengthen your inner being so that you can persevere through them. When God gives us that kind of spirit, it's really His strength, not ours. I was playing with my grandson the other day and we play wrestling. And anytime we, we want to wrestle, I'll say to my grandson, Jaden, I'll say, and he's two years old, I'll say, Hey, Jaden, you want to wrestle? And he'll go, yeah. So we go wrestling. I'll throw him on the bed and I'll body slam him nicely, <laughs> gently, legally. And I'll grab some pillows and I'll throw it on him. But when he wants me to forearm his head, he'll go, bsh, bsh. and I'll do it nice and soft. I'll do it gently and I'll jump on him and I'll go, bsh, bsh. but when I'm on him, he has his legs on my stomach and then he'll push me. 
And then I'll fly off of him and I'll, I'll say, Ah, Jaden, you threw me. And he'll laugh, ha, ha, again. And then I got to do that again. And then he throws me off and then he says, again. And we got to do that like 20 times. So I don't need to exercise. I got my grandson. If any of you have grandchildren, you understand. These kids run you wild. And so I'm doing that over and over. And he thinks it's his strength for now. He thinks it's him. But it's not. It's mine. And let me tell you this. When you trust in the living God, it'll be His strength, not ours. And when we rely on His strength, and when we say, you know, God, under, under these conditions, I'm going to trust in Your strength, in Your Spirit, because it's not going to be my strength. I can't do this, but He can. He's able to take us through even the darkest of times. Mary and Joseph went through a dark period. They went to a, uh, through a difficult time. We read in the Bible the account, the eyewitness of what took place. But we don't read the struggle, the journey that they took. We don't read about the, the frustration that when they got to the place, there was no room for them. We don't read about the frustration of they had to go into a stable. But we do understand that they relied on the Spirit of the living God. For Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Even though all of this may look like it's, it's uh, uh, out of my mind, uh, uh, unseen, unheard, impossible, I'm going to trust in your Spirit. And through this season, we trust in His Spirit. And we can persevere because God's Spirit says we can. He makes the best out of who we are in Him in the conditions that we're in. It's great to spend Christmas together. It's great to be with family and friends and, and have that time together. But when the Spirit of God is present, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Because Christmas is all about the Christ. And sometimes we want conditions to change. We want a better job. We want, we want more money. We want those conditions to change. We think, well, why did this happen? Why did this happen now? This is not the best time for this to take place. Well, I, I wish all my kids would just listen to me. I wish so-and-so would listen. I want a better this, a better that. And, and what God is saying is, I'm not, I'm not about making everything around you better. I'm about making you better. So no matter what the situation, you will always be better in it. And the outside conditions will not ruin what I'm doing on the inside. Why? Because I'm making you better. Which changes everything around you. And the journeys that we go through in life reminds us that when God is with us, who we are in Him. Because we cannot forget who we are. I was wrestling uh, again. Uh, this is with my older son. Uh, this is when he was young. He's 23 now. But when he was younger... We would wrestle, and his favorite guy was Hulk Hogan. Some of you remember Hulk Hogan. Remember, he would come on, he ripped the shirt. Brother. But it was already cut. You know, he had that little cut already, and the shirt was really thin. But to the kids, we were impressed. But we would wrestle, and, and I would say, okay, who are you? And, and he would say, I'm Hulk Hogan. I said, okay, I'm, I'm Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah! So we would wrestle. And then after a while, he'd get mad because I wouldn't give him chance. You know, I'd pin him down and then we'd do the count. And then he would kick up. And, and after a while, he'd get upset. And then he would start to cry and say, I don't want to play with you, you junk. I said, why? He said, because you don't let me win. 
and say, hey, you got you to gotta do your part. Yeah, come on, you got you to. Gotta. He's like three years old. Come on, man, you, you got you to gotta bulk up. I'm doing this to make you stronger. And so we would continue to wrestle, and I'll say, who are you? Hulk Hogan. I said, who are you? Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. Who are you? Hulk Hogan. Who are you? Hulk Hogan. Who are you? Hulk Hogan. And then you'll just attack me, take me down, and I'll pin him down. And, and you know how you, you do the one count? I lift up his hand, he drops it. Lifts up the hand, he drops it. I lift up his hand, he goes, I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm Hulk Hogan. Then he would take me down. And then, of course, he'd pin me down and he'd do the count. He'd stand up and he'd go like this. And I'll be lying on the ground and, and I would look at that and I thought, when we forget who we are, we're defeated at any little thing that comes our way. But when we remember who we are in Christ, no matter what comes our way, we'll be victorious. Because it's not our strength. It's His. You see, Christmas brings up all kinds of emotions. It brings up joy and laughter. It, it brings happiness. But it also brings with it some not-so-good spirits, like a spirit of depression or pain or not-so-good memories. But when all those things come our way, Let's do this. And number two, you can write this. To walk in His Spirit. Walk in His Spirit and resist all others. Resist them. Because it'll come up. I understand that. Sometimes, sometimes you'll grieve because of this season. And the Bible says weep when you need to weep. Do that. Because it's a part of grieving. And sometimes those of us who grieve quicker will wonder, why aren't they done yet? But we got to let everyone grieve how they grieve. And when that takes place, support one another, be there for each other, walk in His Spirit, not the Spirit of the world. Let His Spirit be the one that takes, takes us to a, a, a better place. Let Him strengthen us. And during the season, all the emotions come up, but, but it's a time for joy and, and a time for remembrance, but also a time for family to come together and strengthen one another, to enjoy Christmas together, because it's great to spend Christmas together. But when the Spirit of God is present, oh, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Allow His Spirit to come in. Let Him walk with us side by side. Christmas is one of those seasons where we, we enjoy and as we enjoy each other and we strengthen each other, boy, it's a, it's a different spirit. God is able to iron out all those things that may seem a little bumpy at times. Uh, we were getting ready yesterday for our Christmas Eve service, or last night, our, our uh, 5.30 service. And, and my son Jordan comes in the room. He says, Dad, i got to iron my shirt. It's kind of wrinkled. And so I said, okay. So we got everything set up. And, and so he's ironing. And I said, hey, you got to do it good. I said, do the collar first. Do the collar first. And, and so he, he said, Dad, you showed me this before. I said, I know, but, you know, you got to do it good. And then so he's ironing, and I said, what is this? You're just going back and forth. you got to do it. you got to press hard. And then press the button so the steam comes out, takes out all the wrinkles. And he goes, Dad, I don't need the Sheldon special. <laughs> and, and I said, hey, when you go for job interviews, you don't want to walk in with wrinkled clothes. 
You got to make sure everything's good. And he said, but that's good enough. And how many of us will live life and will say, eh, good enough. I don't need Christ. I don't need that. Good enough. And God, God loves us so much. He says, that may be good enough for you, but that's not what's best for you. And God always wants what's best for us. That's why He gives us His Spirit. That's why He says, you walk with me and I with you. And, and, and with me, you can do all things, but apart from me, you can do nothing. That's why He sent us the Savior. That's why when Mary and Joseph was, was going through their struggles and, and probably wondering, should we go through this or should we not? Do we throw in the towel? Do we call it quits? They could persevere through it because they were walking in His Spirit. They weren't letting the outside things ruin what God was doing on the inside because it's very, very tempting to let other things pull us away from the true meaning of Christmas, which is the Christ. And the more we hang around those negative spirits, the more it has an impact on us. It's kind of like during this season. You know when everyone gives us snacks and food and we put it at one particular place? If you hang around that snack table long enough, you're going to eat something even though you're not hungry for it. I have some proof. We have some slides of some things I've eaten this past week. And here's one of them. Uh, this is one of the things that I was eating because I was hanging around the snack table. And I was wondering, should I eat this? Eh, maybe I should try it. Now, I love coconut. If there's coconut in something, I'll try it. So this is a wafer roll. And someone told me, just take the whole can. I was thinking, no, i got to share. I ate almost the whole thing, but I kept coming back and forth, so I was sharing. Okay, the second one was uh, this. What is this? Uh, oh, someone brought ice cream cake. So thank you, whoever brought that up. They brought it to our office, a big pan. There's uh, vanilla ice cream with, like, uh, Oreo cookie crust and some whipped cream on the top. So that was good. That is, like, half. Because it, Okay, so the next one, that was another snack that came in. And then, of course, mochi crunch. Now, this is jumbo-sized mochi crunch. So you can eat like six and not feel guilty because it's like a, a regular bag. So I, I enjoyed that because it says to enjoy. So I did. Okay, the next one. This is, of course, lihing mui. People bring lihing mui, and it lasts a long time. So I only ate one of those, and now it's fine. How's your jaw right now, huh? So, okay, next one. Uh, this one was somebody brought up a huge Tupperware of cookies. So thank you, whoever brought that up. I was going to only eat one, but it was stuck to the other one. So, you know, I had to take it. And I touched it, so I had to take it. So the next one. Uh, somebody brought up, it was like a, um, like a, a recipe from Italy. So there was a different taste to it. The texture was different. There was some different ingredients in there. So it was a whole different uh, taste to it. And I think, was that it? Praise the Lord. i got to go running now. But I found out when you hang around that snack table, oh man, that, the, the temptations just call out to you. And he reminded me that when I hang around that kind of spirit, the negative ones, it has a tendency to, to tempt me to become just like it. But if I walk in the Spirit of God, then all the things of God permeate my soul. And it's found in Galatians 5.22. And it's the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And I didn't have this with the snacks. Self-control. And listen to what it says. 
against such things there is no law. Which means that when we fill our lives with the Spirit of the living God, when other things try to take us away from Him and our relationship with Him, there's nothing that can do that. Against such things, there is no law. Instead of throwing in the towel, calling it quits, or saying, I'm done, this is the end. Get back to the Spirit of the living God. Get back to our purpose and who we're created to be in Him. And when we do that, then we can see the big picture of what God is doing. Sure, we'll remember our past, but what God will do is He'll bring in His Spirit and He'll show us a better future in Him. Because He's able to do that. Corinthians, in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. True freedom is when we walk in His Spirit, not away from it. And He empowers us to spend this time together in an impactful way. Because it's His Spirit that makes Christmas that much more enjoyable. It's great to be a family. It's great to be with each other. But when the Spirit of God is present, it makes Christmas that much more enjoyable. As Mary was struggling with this and Joseph, they had to come back to what was the real purpose of what God was doing. And why Christmas is here today. Let's go back to our first scripture that we read in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, let's say it together, ready, go. God with us. We cannot forget that. And when we remember that God is with us, not just Christmas will be enjoyable, but the rest of eternity will be enjoyable, starting with us here on this earth, because it's His Spirit that empowers us, not our own. Enjoy Christmas together, especially with the Christ. Amen? You can put your Bibles away in your notes. You know, I was thinking of the kids that... Um, enjoy Christmas and and just the look in their eyes when they open up their gifts and when they when they understand the meaning of Christmas and and when they understand that it's it's a time to be joyful boy it reminds me that I need to keep my eyes focused on God not focused on my circumstances or the conditions that I'm in but that I would walk in his spirit and for some of us, even this morning, it was a tough morning. It was difficult getting up here. Uh, some of you were debating. Uh, some of you just left your spouse at home. You said, you know, too bad, I'm going. And maybe you got into a fight this morning. Don't let that spirit take you down. Don't let it take you down. And we're going to pray. We're going to bow our heads right now. And, and as we bow our heads, I'm going to ask, if, if you're here with your spouse, and if you're here with your family, if you could just take a hold of their hand, and even though you may have been fighting this morning, all pow, all pow, let the Spirit of God come in. Enjoy Christmas together. Don't let it be ruined by something so small. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come together in this season that we call Christmas, but we only can celebrate it because of the Christ, because of your Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray right now that as we, as we exit this building, 
that we would also take your spirit with us. That we wouldn't forget what Christmas is all about. So Lord, empower us today. I also pray for all those that, that have never built their relationship with you. That maybe they've been seeking for something to save them, but they've never found it. But now we know that it's all about the Savior. It's all about the Christ. And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and you've never gave your heart to Him, I'm going to say a prayer. And you say this prayer, but mean it with all your heart. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean and make me brand new. I want to be the person that you created me to be. I believe you died for me and you rose again to give me eternal life in heaven. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. And with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer, I want to pray alongside of you and, and pray God's blessing over you. Could you just lift a hand if you just said that prayer for the first time? No one's looking. I just want to say God's prayer over you. God bless you in the back. Anybody else right here? God bless you. You said that prayer. God bless you. Anybody else? You said yes to Jesus. Good. You can put your hands down. That sees you. Lord, I, I pray for those that said yes to you. And Lord, is it, it is with great joy to understand that we have a Savior. And for those that said yes, that now they have your Spirit dwelling in them because Emmanuel, God with us. And I pray that as they begin their walk with you, as they as they learn and grow in their relationship with you, that they will never forget this day. Empower them, Lord, so that they can enjoy the rest of their life with you. And for all of us, Lord, we say thank you for giving us the gift of Jesus Christ. During this season, we remember that. And may we enjoy Christmas together, especially with you. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen. Amen. Let's congratulate all those that said yes to Jesus this morning.